0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Getting Hammered. I'm Mary Catherine Hamm, your host, and I'm here with Victorino Mattis. Hi, Vic. Hello,
1: Mary Catherine. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm a Southerner who drove here, so clearly the roads are all right.
1: You you drove up on Interstate 95. I did. How close were you to uh, getting into that catastrophe on 95, north s- of Richmond?
0: S- yes, so if any of you didn't hear about this, there was a about a 24 to 36-hour catastrophe on I-95 south of DC, and people were stuck in their cars, not moving for some 19, 24, sometimes more hours. They could not get access to anything. The thing that really amazed me is that they were tweeting from their cars, and I'm like, my phone would be so dead by now, because I'd be using it frivolously for Non-stop. just nonsense. <laughs> I'd be listening to audiobooks and watching Kim Kardashian on videos like, That's right. oh, why did my phone run out? Anyway... You should have a lot of stuff in your car. If if I if I were stuck there, I would survive on the geologic strata of of Cheez-Its and McNuggets in the back seat.
1: I, I don't th- I like to keep my car clean, so w- I would have starved to death. See, that's the problem. Was- <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, there were some people who obviously had lots of like there was a truck driver who was able to supply a family with blankets and those, those, the blankets that they give you at marathons and at during uh, emergency disasters. Oh, yeah. The,
0: um, there, there the foily fo- ones. The foily
1: ones. Let's just call them the foily ones. Uh, and, <laughs> That's and a food, technical term. And, and food. And then there was a family that gave oranges to Senator Tim Kaine. Yes. And other people along the road. A Connecticut family. God bless them. But there what... was a bakery truck. Oh.
0: That's the one you want to be near.
1: And they gave it away.
0: Uh, apparently they helped out.
1: Not So it wasn't a heist. No. It wasn't like. Uh, <laughs> You know, oh, but they're like in Goodfellas. But it,
0: I think it is finally cleared no. up. But there was, at one point, fifty to ninety miles of actually just shut down gridlock on an interstate in
1: twenty twenty two. My my favorite complaint about this, by the way, was uh, people saying, "Great job, Glenn Youngkin."
0: Yes, uh, Glenn Youngkin is yet to be inaugurated, so he has no authority to send the National Guard to yeah. that would be that would, that would be an overstepping of his uh of his Slightly. power at this time. Uh northern our current governor didn't seem to actually know there was an emergency overnight, which is the problem because it was under freezing. There were a bunch of people out there doing not great. I'm I'm surprised that the the injuries and or deaths
1: we're, not, were not an issue. Like they didn't find some like an elderly couple frozen no, to death.
0: It was it was very bad out there. It was very scary yeah, out no, there. Was, so that's just a reminder to either have a dirty car or have a clean car with a with a prep pack in the back. That's the, what, my husband is clean car prepped. Mine is dirty car. No prep. But you can find something. Which, hey, in look,
1: here's some fries. From McDonald's, we only got it last March, but it's, hey, we can still eat it. Chuck Lane, by the way, in the Washington Post, actually had an article, which was very interesting, saying, if you think this was bad, imagine if all the cars on 95 were electric. Ooh. So, and if people pushed back on that, too, saying, oh, mine runs fine for 70 hours, really? Anyway, uh, it's worth considering. And my other big pet peeve is not to take Northam's side of this, because clearly he's the governor. He should care, but obviously after what he's been through, he really doesn't care about anything. Whether people will hype up a storm. And if it turns out to be nothing, they'll still hype up the storm after, and they'll make a big deal, and they'll try to find areas where they can see, see how crazy it was. And In fact, it wasn't. Whereas, and this is all my conspiracy belief here, right. if they downplay a storm after it happens, they will continue to downplay it, As even though like what we just had was so bad. And clearly, the governor said, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Well, and it was. And, you know,
0: yeah. yeah this this is a—this is a— annoyance of mine with government, which is that the Virginia DOT was interviewed about this, and two times within the interview, in the in, as this was still going on, the spokesperson said, we were prepared for this storm. No, you were prepared for the storm as you thought it would be. I'm willing to give leeway in southern states where big storms don't hit that often. We do not yeah. have the capacity, and we shouldn't have the capacity sitting around all the time right. getting rust. Right. Those,
1: those, those mountains but, of salt.
0: Right, that you never deploy, Right. I understand that we have an issue with that part if a big one hits and it hits fast. Just say that. Don't say we were prepared for the storm because that makes a lot of people sitting in their cars for 24 hours very upset.
1: I can't imagine being stuck there. And some people said they were so close to the exit. I would have walked. I would have oh, left you know, the car. They were,
0: I, it depends how close I was to the exit. Yeah. I think I would have I would have abandoned my vehicle and been, yeah. like, climbing over the Quantico fence like, what's up, yeah. guys? <laughs>
1: Well, you could you go over Quantico, really? Yeah, yeah. that's right. No, I, I mean, I mean, you could you say, "Do you know who I, my husband is?" And then they would let you in. They on, me, on the other hand, that would not work out. Yeah, so well.
0: I mean, it's a calculated risk. It
1: is. Yeah. It is. You would have been fine. I would not have been fine. How are you otherwise?
0: I'm good. I'm good. We're all healthy. I've been uh, working on New Year's resolutions, uh, which I always what? which I always start about now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: look, resolutions can happen any day.
1: That's true. You
0: can become a better person any day of the week, guys. That's true. I can
1: stop drinking any day, too.
0: I have started working out in the new year, which was I had started before the new year, but I'm pretty consistent right now, so feeling good about that. My planner is coming in January 22nd, so get ready for that. Uh, It's going to be a whole new me.
1: You mean like an actual book, a planner? Yeah, because I didn't
0: plan well enough to have a planner by the beginning of January, but I will have one by the end.
1: I was thinking you had a professional planner because I could use that.
0: Oh my gosh! No a scheduler.
1: Uh, well, I do, but yeah.
0: that—that's—it's my husband. It Causes a lot of fights. <laughs>
1: good, good. A, a physical planner. Yes. yes. Wow, well, you know my cake does that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's um. It's... I well, I like paper. Paper helps my brain uh, work better. All,
1: I put everything on my phone.
0: If I put everything, here's what happens: if I go to my phone and I put something in it, what do I do? I do an hour more of scrolling on Twitter, answering texts, and going to group chats, and I'm trying to stop that, Vic.
1: Good luck. With but that. I'm a social animal. Again, this is why your phone would have run out of battery an <laughs> hour an hour into the uh, snowstorm.
0: I'm also trying to read more, and I'm or just do it systematically. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld once said once said that whatever you measure becomes better. Not not, tr- not true for everyone. Sometimes you're just born <laughs> the way you are. But
1: wow, <laughs> what, is, are we on the sub beacon? What is going on here? Anyway. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. So I did Goodreads, good reads and I okay. have a list of I'm trying to read this mm-hmm. group of books. Well, I'm reading one audiobook. Uh, so that doesn't count. Does that count? I don't know. So you're listening. I'm listening to one book, but I'm sure. reading other ones okay. hard copies. What so, are you listening to? I'm listening to uh, Kate Rosenfield's novel, No One Will Miss Her. She's mm. a fellow writer and sort oh. of does Great. political circles sometimes. And it's a murder mystery. But clearly in the audiobook editing, no one knew a lot about sports. Oh. They needed an editor, Vic, mm. because I'm listening, well, it's and not she's, Who's the best it's voice? a it's a female narrator, narrator, and she's talking about a cop from Boston sitting in his car, and uh, he's listening to like Game Six of the ALDS. Oh, I was oh. Like, like, what is the ALDS? And I'm <laughs> trying to. I'm she trying, read it out. She I'm trying to phonetic- figure out. Um, I'm trying to figure out what it is, and it's the, the American, ALDS, the ALDS, the American League Division Series in baseball, and I just thought, hmm. I wish someone had been there in, who knew what sports in the what a sport is. That's
1: that's why we that's why we have Alex Nestor here, <laughs> so that we don't make these weird pronouncements. It cracked
0: like me. Up. I was like, that got through a lot of people because I have yeah. recorded an audiobook for end of discussion available at Amazon.com and all booksellers. I have recorded an audiobook and they are very strict about those. It's, if your tummy grumbles, you're doing another take.
1: Wow. It's a it's a it's a good thing it was the all's and not the name. Because that would have been more awkward to for say, what is this? What for, are we playing here?
0: Forevermore, it will be game That's six right. of the Alds to me.
1: Now, let me let me ask you a question. I don't know if I asked you this in the last episode. Are your kids old enough to want to give uh, you and Steve Christmas presents? Are they aware that Christmas is not just we get gifts, but that they give gifts? Not is yet. the
0: question, are they old enough or are they kind enough? <laughs> <laughs> both, both, both. Because <laughs> I got one going one way and one going okay, another. Yes. No, they... They like to make things for us, and they're not quite sure. So they do. Yes, but they're not not quite sure about the process of buying. I took them out. Oh, yeah. I I took them out to buy each other presents this year for the first time, and just sort of like you can shop Mm -hmm. for your sister a little bit. And I'm not sure they quite got it.
1: Explaining commerce, you forget. We take it for granted, like, well, this is obvious. You just go there. You spend money. This is how... And I remember having to explain commerce to my daughter, like, yeah. you know, this is how it works and where the money comes from. And like, what are we exchanging here? You know, what is the value? It's all about value. and, right. and It's very interesting.
0: Yeah. So they, we, okay. we got, we got little stuff.
1: My, made. my daughter, my son gave me this year a $25 gift card to Arrow Wine, which is my, my favorite wine shop. And. Which is great. So I'll, I'll go for a really nice bottle and then just shave $25 off that. Nice, that's fine. My, my daughter said, I'm really going to love my present. So I open it up and it's a popsicle maker because you know how much I love popsicles and you know how much I love putting different fruit juice flavors in right, there. And right. I talk about it all the time. I think I might have even written a book about it. You know, (laughs) Popsicle, how a wonderful, flavorful, fruitful, they changed America. No. So I opened it and she's telling me how to do this. And I said... So you're giving me this to give to you? Yes. Are you this is how it works? I said, I said, this is like me giving you like a bottle of crook champagne or something.
0: Oh, what? You don't love this? You, you could make some spiked popsicles. Yeah, well,
1: she talked about and I explained. I said, That's you hilarious. Know, alcohol doesn't really freeze well. So no, but you could do jello shots or something, I guess. Something yeah, you could. Effect. It's, 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 I just had one. I just had it. So I, you know, I had a popsicle made of orange juice the other day. Well, me, did you enjoy it? it? It would have been amazing in the hot summer instead we're here in the snow when uh,
0: we are hold on i know you're tra- i know you're transitioning but <laughs> I I okay go ahead go for it so he's so good to uh, me no, and then no, i had no. to trash it's okay. it's it okay. no I, when i was a kid i remember the only thing you know about your parents as a child is that they drink coffee yes. like what does daddy yes. do he drinks, he drinks coffee,
1: coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing we did for years was coffee mugs oh. and then occasionally i would go to the the fancy gourmet store in town. This is before there were a lot of Whole Foods type yes. places, but there was one in our town, uh-huh. and I would go there and get the fancy beans for them. Oh. And that was like, I think, actually, a pretty solid present. Uh, it's but a very it just good present. it cracks me up that the extent of my knowledge about my parents was uh, they I like just coffee. coffee. That's it.
1: <laughs> Whole <laughs> beans, fancy.
0: Which they might drink
1: yeah. in the snow. It's <laughs> okay. It's all right. No, I would go for that. Although the funny thing is, after a while, that coffee mug collection gets to be huge. It does. And there's just no space.
0: Although you guys want to, you want a heartwarming moment. Mm-hmm. My dad, at home over Christmas, was using a coffee mug that is entirely blank now, except for it says J O N, which is his name, yes. right along the bottom. It used to be a mug from the Kennedy Space Center that I bought him in Mike. 1989 and the entire picture of the space shuttle is gone because it's been used and washed so many times and i bought it for him because j-o-n is never on anything because j-o-h-n is how generally people spell john and when i found that at the kennedy space center I said, my daddy loves coffee and that's how his his name name is is spelled and he needs this and lo lo and behold here we are that was so many years that was very heartwarming (laughs) lovely using using the kennedy space center mug all right, Vic. Yes. How, how well, are we you holding know, when up? You, when you
1: walked, when you when I walked in, you were asking me, and I, I'm in a state. He was, you, I haven't. He was, I didn't get much sleep. I didn't get much sleep last night, and then, of course, having to deal with, as you know, we had a big snowstorm. It was about six did. inches on Monday, which is why we get four days off. Right. So,
0: because uh, as as discussed, the roads are terrible. Can't get those kids to school,
1: Vic. No, because I'm sure this is what happens in Boston and Buffalo, Mm -hmm. by the way. So go ahead.
0: (sighs) Well, the schools, they are a closing, Vic. Uh, We're on day four four. of this snowstorm. The roads are clear, and yet there is no school in Northern Virginia. Now, on Monday, I will grant you. Yeah, it was snowing till noon. Tuesday, maybe. Okay, okay. Wednesday, Thursday come on
1: it was ridiculous and and we know what's going on here so one thing that got your attention and mine was yes. of course arlington county virginia which is a fairly large county population wise they uh they initially issued a tweet announcing unlike fairfax county right. neighboring neighboring very large fairfax very County, large uh, that they're going to open on time on thursday which is today they sent this out with, with what? They they just didn't send out a tweet. they, they Oh, added yeah, a, no, there, a there's, gif.
0: there's a gif. There's a gif of a frolicking panda in the snow. The tweet is, at 4.45 yesterday, after much frolicking the snow, we're thrilled to say we are opening on time tomorrow, Thursday, January sixth two 2022. See you soon and welcome back. Then we have...
1: <laughs> How much time later? I was I, I, what it's is
0: like the It's like two actual... or three hours later. Yeah, it's several hours later. Due to staffing and the closures of most school divisions, we are closed Thursday. We apologize for this tweet. We and the panda were overexcited about seeing students return on Thursday. Oh, the panda. Nice try, man. You can't you can't fix this with a panda.
1: It is such a disaster.
0: And I looked it up just a just a brief search today allowed me to find out that Arlington Public Schools has a budget of seven hundred million roughly they need more they got some 20 million i believe from the rescue act earlier this year they got a chunk of arlington's 20 million from the cares act before and they have a budget of some 19 to 20k per student per year per student and this is what you get for that money
1: it's really quite something don't forget the bonds every time that there's a vote there's always a bond you flip over flip over the ballot. And there's a bond vote for for the schools, and you got and which got to the point where you actually I actually saw signs saying vote no uh, for Arlington schools bonds. So people, some people were some people were getting fed up. But I, by the boy, way, I'm I,
0: a I'm a professional no to the bonds. Like if you need if you need someone to say no, come to me. No, yes, uh, no, that, I'm a no on that, everything. I don't need lesson. to read it. I'm a no.
1: That's the lesson. So uh, you're in a neighboring county, but your school uh, they, they decided to be off today.
0: Yeah. Well, the yeah. so Fairfax is closed. I have heard rumors that Alexandria City Public yes. Schools probably won't open next week either. That's the because
1: that's of the, that's the prolonged the, snow. That's the well, rumor. Or is there something the, else going I on? Know, I don't
0: well, know. Well, it, one thinks that there might be something else going on. By the way, I, I looked up some, tried to figure out some stats for how many kids are out of school beginning this school year, and it's about looks like by some measures, some four thousand schools are closed well, because these close. large districts are closing. Here, they were blessed with this snowstorm that they can kind of fudge this mm-hmm. thing for a week. Mm-hmm. But next week, there will be real issues. So they only have
1: to be remote for another three or four weeks in addition to it. So here's my thing. And I made a joke about it. Our, uh, I like to see you in March. But it may just be. There are three things going on, I think, in the uh, decision to cancel school today for anybody who cares. Uh, the first thing is they had to cancel because Fairfax County was closed. Because Fairfax County said that their roads are not completely plowed yet. Right. Why aren't their roads completely plowed yet? Because there aren't enough snow trucks, they say, to remove the snow. Why aren't there enough snow trucks? Because supposedly there just aren't a lot of uh, drivers who are able to, uh, to, to do their work because perhaps they're testing positive and they're sick and they're quarantining 14, 10, 7, 5 days, whatever it is, they were not around. And so that impacted, which led to their closure of Fairfax County public schools. There are a lot of teachers and a lot of staff in Arlington who live in Fairfax, gotcha. and therefore, if their kids have to stay home, then they got to stay home with their kids. So therefore, you in Arlington have to stay home with your kids who are going to stay home. And by the way, it's not remote. There's no learning. The kids' their last day of school was December 17. They haven't been in school since December 10, and they're not learning. No, they're just out playing. So the kids love it, and you can see go to the go to the Twitter for, uh, uh, feed for uh, APSVA. And you'll see lots of uh, teenagers tweeting, thank you, Arlington County. This is awesome. <laughs> I never want to learn again. Uh, and, and parents who are saying, are you kidding me? Because well, the, the thing that's actually amazing
0: snow, about schools here and school closures that went on for a year is that they actually made teenagers excited to go back to school. Like when yeah. you keep them out for a year, yeah.
1: they were pumped. Yeah. No, my, my, my daughter my daughter was, was so upset because she was ready to see her friends again and go out and she loves the whole thing. And having and she had her stuff lined up already from the night before with the you know the, oh. the you know the water and everything else ready to go and it's I said here it is it says Arlington schools are open so I had to assure her and yet something in the back of my mind was like you know what they could still do this they could still like pull the football Charlie Brown style well
0: and this is and this is did. part of the the way they do it all the time and in, in a place uh, that does deal with snow well uh, doesn't have that problem on their plate is nonetheless closing that is Chicago oh. They decided at 11 p.m. the day before school started that they would close by a 73 percent vote of the teachers union in Chicago. That is large. Of teachers. It is the 11 o'clock at night thing is a special kind of stab in the back (laughs) for working parents. I mean, how could you make it more impossible to figure that out? So they are out right now. And in a, in a belated, look, she might not deserve it, but I'm going to give it to her, to Mayor Lori Lightfoot. A, you love to hear it for her, who is late, late, late to this party, but is nonetheless saying some things that I like to hear. Here's Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Enough is enough. We are standing firm and we are going to fight to get our kids back in in-person learning. Period. Full stop. As someone said, can you imagine the phone calls and the polling this woman must be getting? That's exactly
1: right. The internals must be really bad. It
0: <laughs> must be horrific.
1: It's, it's, it's going to be a real test of the Chicago teachers' union's clout if they can convince people that this is the right thing to do because it's the safest thing to do and we need to follow the science because cases are soaring and it's all about cases.
0: I mean, almost no one believes that. Right, Lori Lightfoot doesn't point. believe that no. she says and, and as, as I've said Omicron is crazy contagious it could easily take out staffing to a point that you can't have a regular school day fine unfortunately after a year or two of this these school systems have lost all trust to make these decisions in a judicious way yeah. they do no creative thinking they do nothing to try to help and then you end up with a bunch of people who should be working or in really bad straits and by the way Putting children in whatever patchwork childcare they can find instead of sending them to school, which yes. has fewer contacts and yeah. less mixing yeah. of germs.
1: They're not getting sick from the schools, yes. the studies show there. You know what I mean? It's a reflection of.
0: Yes, schools reflect community spread, they do not spur exactly community right. spread.
1: Also, you know it's bad when Nicole Hannah Jones of the 1619 Project. As we point out in the beacon, thinks that this is a bad thing, and that kids need to be in school in Chicago, and that the teachers should not be. She also called out
0: New York City's uh, requirement that they test because there was no provisions for testing before going back for all these children, and uh, none other than Dr. Leanna Wynn, she of she of wanting to mask children in in '95, yeah. has said, look, this is enough. We got you guys to the front of the vaccination line. It's time for kids to go back to school in person, to which I said, wah well, huh, now? <laughs> well, uh, uh, welcome.
1: <laughs> you, know, When Mary Catherine and I <laughs> are in agreement with Leanna One and Nicole Hannah-Jones, that's how bad it is. You really need to get back to school. It's, all right? The strike it, is not working in your favor. It is
0: the time. There's uh, rumors. I, I don't know if it's come to fruition yet, but uh, San Francisco's looking at a sick out. As well. well. There you go. The places that you would imagine the this places, would happen exactly. are the places that this is happening. And uh, the governor, who will be inaugurated next week, mm-hmm. I imagine will uh, do some work putting pressure on Northern Virginia schools if they are not back next week. Thank as some God rumors that. persist that they might not be. Yeah. You should see, you should see the parents' message boards lighten up this week. Woo, baby.
1: Yeah. As they should. Yeah. As they
0: should. But, uh Things are... Things are uncertain. But what is certain is that Joe Biden is changing his tack
1: and his on tomb. taking on
0: COVID. It's uh, it's no more shut down the virus, Vic. We're not doing that anymore. We're changing. We're changing to like, contain the virus, Did he really virus, say sorta? that, though?
1: I can't remember if he said that.
0: He's I can't shut remember down if that's
1: the reason people voted.
0: I but, can't but, remember okay. if he repeated it every single time yeah. he was visible and on his Twitter feed. Uh, shut down the vir- yeah, virus worked. used to be the idea now we're doing contain the virus hey this thing's really contagious everybody's probably going to get it oops
1: you know why didn't why didn't like conservatives and other people think of that why didn't they say that before because you know it would have made sense
0: it would have made sense if only if only someone had said any of these things before look omicron is more contagious it is harder to contain the problem is that from the beginning zero covid was an impossibility in a free society with a global pandemic of a respiratory virus that spreads in the air. And so we couldn't achieve that, but we spent two years kind of, sort of trying to achieve that. And that's not wise.
1: And it was an interesting strategy because you're focused on the unvaccinated. We just have to get them vaccinated. We got to get the 70%. And then the numbers are up to 80 now or 90 percent, depending on what for senior citizens as in certain areas of the country. Obviously, it's already very high. 12 and up in Virginia is a very high number, and it's clearly not the problem. And so we got to target those people who are not vaccinated. And so that if everybody is vaccinated and boosted and wears masks, then we will then the virus ends, except for it's being passed around because it's highly transmissible among those who are yes. vaxxed even boosted and wear masks
0: like they, i think there was at least a practical argument for vaccine mandates when we thought that it did sure. i i didn't support it but there was a practical argument for it that made sense but now that we know that you spread regardless mm-hmm. it you can't defend it anymore
1: and and it's being spread in you know in, in so many unpredictable ways it's not because you know you, you got it from school when schools were open you're getting it everywhere and you know, it's again, if it's if you're getting it from somebody who's already vaccinated, then what are you going to do to stop this?
0: Right. Well, and I think this was the end game was coming to terms with indemnity, right? That This was the end game. And we should have gotten here faster, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's not to it's not to disregard that people will be hurt and that yeah. people will die. It is to balance the protection of those people with all of the other things that life is about and if you let go of all the other things that life is about as too many people have you will have a lot of worse outcomes for instance you will gain a lot of weight you might drink more you might have more substance abuse and suicides and overdoses because people did not have the resources or the social support that they needed during this time and those things are very bad too and lead right. to suffering and death right so we need to balance these two things i do think again late but this is probably where we should be. Yeah. Because what what are we waiting for mm-hmm. if not for that?
1: This is uh, again a very sensible argument, which is why it doesn't work because it makes sense uh, that we've been talking about endemicity for some time. And if Biden is coming around to it, great. But again, and I've spoken to three doctors about this, and they've all said the same thing: that we have to. If if this is an upper respiratory illness, that is by and large, mild, like a cold, then we need to treat it mentally and policy-wise as a cold and not as some Ebola-level, you know, event. And that's the problem because it's two different things. And and until until they fix that policy, and again, uh, health experts, the job of the health expert is to advise those people in power. It's not for them to decide on the policy themselves. And we're not giving them, all of this power because then they're not going to make the right decisions when you're trying to balance, you know, social and economic issues, which is we've been saying and and, and being criticized as being heartless for yes. and now they're finally saying this. So Lenski's talking about it, so uh, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. By the way, a testing site in LA confirmed the first case of flu-rona, which is a combo, a co-infection of COVID and flu to which I say, don't just stop. <laughs> Stop now.
1: You can get more. Yeah, but you can get some clicks if you put it on a big headline and say, and say, Flurona is coming for you mm. and there's nothing you can do to stop it.
0: Our friend, uh, she's not really my friend. She's my friend in my imagination. Uh, Zeynep, who at, <laughs> she's, that? she's the great writer about the, she writes at the Atlantic. She writes for the New York oh, times. My. I love her on Twitter and in her writings. She does not know who I am. <laughs> (laughs) But it's at she might be listening to this. She's at z e y n e p, uh, and I like her because she's very knowledgeable and she treats her audience with respect, which, when it comes to messaging about the pandemic, is a real a real rarity. So she wrote in the New York Times this week: "The CDC is hoping you'll figure out COVID on your own." She comes at them with all this critique of this new these new guidelines that they've put out, which, as usual, seem to sort of not come from any change in science and then react to public reaction to them so that then you undermine further the idea that they're linked to science, and then everybody just throws their hands up. I say that what this does and what the CDC's obvious sort of political flailing on this does is give you freedom to make the decision about what you're going to do because they are proving that they are not the source for this. And even – I just commend you to her to read her because she – I don't always agree with everything she says, but she's very fair and she's very knowledgeable and she calls them out for one thing for Walensky herself, having written in a 2020 paper that rapid tests are very good for determining your infectiousness in the moment, whereas PCRs are for, like, can stay positive for a long time when you're not infectious anymore. She's now reversed course on that. Why? Probably because there aren't a lot of rapid tests available and she doesn't want a lot of people buying them. But that is not a reason to change your message when the message is supposed to be scientific.
1: Right. Again, the late night talk show hosts continue to add them to the mix, along with Trump uh, jokes about the CDC. Time was, and I mean this about a month ago, you could be, you could bandy about something and say, well, according to CDC guidelines, and then the person's supposed to say, oh, well, in that case, right. I'll listen to him. And then we got and, and, and now, as you say, when they're changing, you know, isolation from 10 to 5, do people immediately believe Day six, you're no longer infectious. Right. Is that really what's Which, happening? Look,
0: I'm not a I'm not an over as we have said, I'm I'm less cautious, cautious mm-hmm. on the spectrum than a lot of people. However, when I got COVID, five days in, it did not feel responsible to go around people. Mm. I d I don't think that mm. would have been the right call. And it just seems like they sort of they they're so dedicated to yeah. being wrong <laughs> it's like so be right. overly cautious for two years and then swerve violently in another direction until you five days no test they've since switched it to five days test if you wanna and that's the that's the actual the
1: guidance the whole policy of getting tested after you are uh, no longer infectious is also insane because again you could still test positive for example arlington county if you are no if you have corona virus and you're no longer you know you go through your 10-day isolation as it were recently they send you an email i know this because <clears throat> i had it too but it was <laughs> a long time ago I, ha- I had it like back in the day i was asymptomatic listeners okay so uh it, they send you an email and this is word for word quote okay so think about this because okay. think about this when everyone says you got to get tested before you go back to school you got to get tested before you go back to work and according to uh Arlington County, quote, Because the virus can be detected for weeks in some people, even after recovery, CDC does not recommend you get tested for COVID again within 90 days of when you first became ill. The test will most likely detect virus lingering in the body and will not indicate if you have been reinfected or can still spread the illness. So if you're testing uh, positive in the next three months, I guess you're going to have to isolate for the next three months.
0: I mean... I didn't even I'm somebody who stayed on top of this stuff pretty well and I didn't know that PCR stayed positive for that long. I feel like we should have had that information a little bit earlier. This is this
1: is why everybody's going insane.
0: I know, I know. By the way, Dr. Leanna Wen again says I think that the CDC should be up front and say that the reason that we can't do this is because we just don't have enough tests, which is pretty obviously the case. I feel like Leanna Wen and I might just like be hanging out someday and talk about the the facial decorations our kids have been wearing and this issue and the school's opening. But she'll be like, girl, you need to put on an N95 when you're around me. She definitely wouldn't be around me without protection.
1: No. And and this is the same Leanna one who used to had Planned Parenthood, right? And she was the same. And then she got kicked out of Planned Parenthood because she wasn't pro-abortion enough. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Put things in perspective there.
0: And she's, uh, by the way, she is an advocate for N95-ing your children,
2: as is one of the reporters on this NBC segment. They go all the way over your head. Not the most comfortable, but very, very snug. Not Mm -hmm. a lot of air is getting in between the sides of my cheeks Mm -hmm. or the tops of my cheeks. Hey, hey, Vic, the kids are back in the classroom, at least the overwhelming majority of them. Um, What's what's the recommendation for our youngest learners? Okay, so we talked to Dr. John Torres about this because I actually just sent my kids out the door this morning, minutes ago with two masks. He says, obviously the KN95 and 95 are the most effective, but it can be really hard to find them in small kid sizes. And also to keep them on your kids all day, they're not the most comfortable. So the second best option is to make sure you have a kid size surgical mm-hmm. mask. And by the way, look at what a difference the kid size mask is from the adult size. Mm-hmm. So you really wanna make sure you have one that fits your child's face and you wanna layer the cloth mask over that mask so the mm. surgical mask goes on first oh. and then the cloth mask if you can't do that surgical mask alone dr torres says least best but better than nothing the two-layer cotton mask that fits your child the best mask certainly is the one that your child will wear and keep on the yeah. whole day when they're in the classroom
1: what i love about that segment by the way is the uh are the anchor people and they're just nodding along yeah and saying, oh this is great yeah i'm gonna double mask i'm gonna double mask my child for six hours in school or more that's completely right. Just, just like fine. a
0: very tightly fitted N95 ninety-five yeah. that mm-hmm. is, by the way, expensive mm-hmm. and hard to find. Yeah. And then another cloth mask yeah. on top of it. Yeah. And your children are definitely going to be disciplined enough to keep that yeah. in place. Yeah. For the yeah. entire even day. if
1: they're vaxxed and of course now boosted, and you know, and we, the recovery gotta, rate is again ninety-nine point nine nine. We
0: got to flip the script. We ha- we have to. We've been having to prove that things are insane. You need to prove to me that, <laughs> that they're, they're sane.
1: sane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. luck You need to prove
0: to me that that's not not insane. Yeah, that's that's where we need to get. Yeah, that's the new normal. I'm declaring it. I have some entertainment news for you. Oh,
1: good. Give me some good news.
0: I know that you're very interested in Kim Kardashian's dating life, Vic. Go for it. (laughs) She has been linked to Pete Davidson, of Saturday Night Live fame, and just a, just a,
1: a strange looking dude. That one. Okay, as an old person, my first question is. Wasn't Kim Kardashian with Kanye West? Yes. Okay. They were married with with Ye. Yes, they. I
0: mean, ye. Ye. I mean,
1: okay. <laughs> and, and 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 so they got they split. They officially split. They're
0: divorced. They're divorced. They they have four children together. They divorced. Kanye still talks about her like he wants to reconcile occasionally, and okay. I find that adorable. But they are divorced. Uh, she has been linked to Pete Davidson. I think officially they were dating as of November. And then and now, Page Six reports. That Kim Kardashian has seemingly unfollowed Miley Cyrus on Instagram following the singer's live New Year's Eve special with Pete Davidson. <gasps> Are there is there trouble in paradise? So yes, Pete and Kim were together since November. Then he did this special with Miley Cyrus on New Year's, but before that, he was on the Tonight Show with her, and Miley shot her shot on the uh, on the on the show. She tried. To uh, woo Mr. Davidson. She sang a song to him. It should have been me. (laughs) The lyrics could have been a shot across the bow of 41-year-old Kardashian, whom Davidson has been dating. And then Cyrus was reportedly seen leaving his Staten Island condo. Also, he lives in Staten Island? Interesting. Interesting.
1: Well, yeah, of course. He's the king of Staten Island. Do you
0: think Kim K was like, I don't even know how to get to Staten Island. I've never been there before.
1: Yeah, you have to go over. I think it's the Gothels Bridge. But that's coming from Jersey, I think. So
0: Cyrus Cyrus was seen leaving his condo at one point, and as was Kim Kardashian on several occasions. And this has caused a rift, at least a rift big enough to cause unfollowing on Instagram. Yes, Alex, I feel like you have something to I say. I am just Alex.
2: bursting at the seams to say this. Um <laughs> Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson are a much better match because they are both weird. And I feel like the picture in my head, they almost look alike in a way. I, I, I see them together more than I see him and Kim Kardashian. Sorry, think, Kim K, if you're hurt, but, but honey, wha- wha- you can do I better. I think you're right. Perhaps it should have been her. I, that's a- Perhaps she was
0: correct. So
1: that was a very explicit song is what you're saying. That She sent it with a very explicit message. And yeah, and then they hung out
0: was, after the show, and uh-huh. then they did this New Year's thing yeah. together. And it was—I think do you it, remember? It, it appeared that sparks were flying. At least it did to to Cam. I think you're, maybe that's what it is—that she's reading that like this does look like a better match. And you know what I think her play is? Liam Hemsworth. Great play. Go for it. Why? Yes, Liam Hemsworth is Miley's ex. Oh, they oh, were oh, married oh, for a brief time, exchange. right? Yeah. Brief
2: time. They dated for like ten years, and they were were married, married for a long time.
0: What does Liam yeah.
1: Hemsworth do?
2: That
0: be gorgeous? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's not Thor. He's not Thor. He's no Thor.
0: He's not, but he was in The Hunger Games.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Although he played the not-love interest in The Hunger Games, and I was like, come on. Are you kidding me?
1: What I'm trying to figure out is why so many beautiful women, or interesting women, I should say, are drawn to Pete Davidson. Is it because is it because he's funny? Because I'm funny? He's the Wilmer Valderrama of his generation. I, I wrote it right here. I just said... Look, it says Wilmer Valderrama. This is why we work together. He's like Wilmer Valderrama of our time. Please explain that to our listeners who might not have who did not watch that seventies show. (laughs)
0: Wilmer Valderrama played the foreign exchange student. Weird,
1: weird, yeah.
0: On uh, that seventies show, cute dude, but like nothing. I mean, nothing super. He's not Brad Pitt, and uh, nonetheless, he had a VIP resume of dating. Would be, I guess, the way to put that. Amazing. And you know, for and, the time,
1: and, and I have a theory on both uh, on why women uh, were drawn to or wanted to go out with both Wilmer okay. and Pete Davidson. And, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, the, uh, you'll find out on the Sub Beacon. <laughs> it's really not for this kind of a show. Check it out on <laughs> <say>? their Patreon <laughs> yes, page. I'll talk about it at length.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our entertainment news. <laughs> Thank I'm, God. I'm glad we could get into that. Oh man, I think we've mapped out a plan. All right, sports news. The Super Bowl is coming up, Vic. Scheduled, for, scheduled for February 13th yeah. in Los Angeles. And there's talk, there's talk about moving it out of Los Angeles. Why? Because COVID. Because COVID is the answer to every news story, pretty much. I'm, I'm amazed that we got through the Kim K story without COVID being involved. I'm sure it will be at some point. Yeah. Maybe Miley had to go stay at his place because COVID.
1: Yeah, that would be our <laughs> excuse.
0: She had to quarantine. Yeah. But because the scene in Ca- California mm-hmm. is both cases are high and their rules are very onerous. The Super Bowl is looking elsewhere. And where is that elsewhere? The same place it always is. It's either Florida te- or Texas every time. That's right. So AT&T Stadium, which is the Cowboys Stadium yes. in Arlington, Texas, they're calling them and saying, Hey, are you guys free Valentine's Day weekend? Because we need somewhere to go, maybe.
1: And they're open. For and business, they,
0: they are like, "Come on down." So, the Super Bowl planning folks say we plan on playing the Super Bowl as scheduled at SoFi Stadium in—is it SoFi or Sophie Stadium—in Los Angeles, Sunday, February thirteenth. Yeah. As part of our standard contingency planning process, we are contacting several clubs to inquire about stadium availability in case the Super Bowl must be scheduled somewhere else due to weather-related issues yeah. or unforeseen circumstances.
1: Unforeseen would be the entire pandemic, so yeah, yeah that would fall under that.
0: Well, right now you have to be uh, proof of vaccination and a negative or a negative test for attendees five and older to get in in L.A. Well, in Texas, the rule would be you can wear a mask if you
1: want. Is there? That's right. Which is I mean, why the answer is Texas. Is there uh, is there social distancing going to are they limiting capacity in California? Because if not. You're going to have to test what 80,000 people. Well, more yeah, 80, that's the problem. Attending,
0: attending outdoor mega events, ten thousand or more, requires proof of vaccination or a negative test. So I guess that would mean they would they would have to limit in order to have capacity to test. And then the Super Bowl says, "Do we want a half full stadium for the Super Bowl?" Right?
1: They should move it. Plus, or,
0: or the state s- spends a bunch egregiously spends a bunch of money on getting yeah. special tests for Super Bowl attendees, and then that's a whole other issue.
1: That's a whole other issue. Uh, I would move it to Texas because they've got the retractable stadium roof, the roof, which is very fancy. If it, if it rains, you'll get to see that action. That's true. Uh, Also, the,
0: and they can, like the Oscars and such, they can call it indoor outdoor or the Met the Met that, that, Gala, that, that, where they right. where you just put a roof a and walls around no. an outdoor space and, and then you say it, it's outdoors. The, it's outdoor. So they can do that you know with the Super Bowl. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, right. we're outdoors. That's right.
1: Ish. And and, and not only that, the, the locker rooms for the players, for the cowboys, it cuts through that fancy that, that not fancy, but that restaurant so that you can be in the middle of your meal, if you happen to be lucky enough, and then the players come right through. Oh, nice. That's not everywhere.
0: No. That's, that's cool. very exciting. All right, well, we'll see what happens. This yes. is, it's just another price you pay for your policies. If it does exit California, that's a lot of money. That is a lot, it's a lot, of, lot of attention. And pretty soon, places like Miami are going to become the go to mm-hmm. as opposed to a place like LA because it's just simpler to do business. Or if you're AOC, just sit outside with your man sandals boyfriend and have, oh, a, have a meal, you know?
1: That was very pale. Pale white feet. So anyway,
0: <laughs> I can't believe how much we want to date her. There's another Guilty. issue. There's another issue in Australia about possible special treatment for the VIPs with COVID rules. Australia, as you know, very strict.
1: Extremely. Strict. I don't. I don't for even cases, think. I insane. don't even think
0: the word is strict anymore. The word is like totalitarian. It's, yes. It's very.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. It's like chewing gum in Singapore. Strict.
0: So they're they are hosting is the Australian Open. Yes, they're hosting the yes. Australian the first
1: Ob- of the slams of the season.
0: So they're hosting the Australian yeah. Open tennis tournament. Is it a tennis tournament? I don't yes. know that much it's about a
1: tournament. T- it's a tournament. Yeah, a tournament.
0: not It's weird. I don't. I know a lot about sports. I don't know that much okay. well, I about mean, tennis. Look,
1: this is your. This is this is my college football. So this is <laughs> yes.
0: We're gonna we're gonna bring. I'm, I'm, I have my I have my tennis correspondent here <laughs> to talk about this. At any rate, they have a very strict policy for who can come into the country, mm-hmm. and you have to be vaccinated mm-hmm. unless you have a very real medical mm-hmm. exemption. Well, the number one tennis men's tennis player in the world, Novak Jov-
1: Djokovic. Djokovic. I
0: did it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a Balkan name.
0: <laughs> I know what he looks like. I just don't know how to say the name. He is unvaxxed. That's right. He didn't want to give his status a, in, in the past months mm-hmm. or so, but then he's finally just relented and said, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. He filed for an exemption. Australia said, okay. And a bunch of people in Australia said, grave medical problem is it because they're very strict mm-hmm. about this that the number one tennis player in the world has that he gets an exemption mm-hmm. and so they have revoked his exemption right. and now may deport him because he can't play anymore
1: that's right uh it's like the scene if you've ever seen the movie or i guess if you've seen it on stage Biloxi blues neil simon's Biloxi blues mm-hmm. and the the, the the young private arnold epstein uh, has a doctor's note from his doctor in Park Avenue saying that yeah. it, it exempts him from having to eat this horrible slop, you know. And Christopher Walken tears it up and <laughs> says, "You're not in Park Avenue, Jerome, or whatever the kid, the guy, uh, right. the kid's name was. I think Jerome was Matthew Broderick. In any event, I think um, so." A, 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 as a result, that's right. It was Arnold. As a result, Djokovic may not be able to play, but it's not a surprise to me because it doesn't matter if you're the number one player in the world with ten Grand Slams under your uh, name, etc. It's Australia. You right. cannot leave certain zones and sectors. Uh, right. Uh,
0: Other people, in order to play, Australians to play in the open must get permission to go from their homes to the place where sector, the open is being played.
1: That is correct. Because they, they, they want zero. They're, they're actually aiming for, they're for, chasing for zero COVID. Zero COVID. They're New chasing. Zealand
0: and Australia yeah. are chasing zero
1: COVID, which is
0: slightly more... Realistic because they're islands, but still, this is—it's not going to happen. When people it, it come comes. to your it place. It happens. It happens. <laughs> like, they arrive. Yeah, and so he is now being ousted from Australia. But that people were very mad because it did seem as if the Australian government was like, "Wank, wank, right. nudge, nudge. We'll I mean, let you play exceptions. because you're the number one player in the world, yeah, and y- this is going to ruin our Open if you are not here." Mm-hmm. But. So they
1: detained him for a few hours, and then they may end up having to send him back or whatnot. That is Australia's loss. It, it's, you know, this is usually the quiet season for, for tennis. It really heats up in the in May when you start with the French Open. As I Wimbledon, know well. As you know, French in May, then Wimbledon in June, and then the right. U.S. Open in August. I'm and always paying York. attention. And so it's very exciting. You go from you go from England and you go from strawberries and cream to croissants to the U.S. Open. Oh so, my and, 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 and Australia is the one thing that keeps you uh, going in January where it's very warm down there right now. Again, it should be safe. It should be fine. Nobody's going to die. But if I you know. remember
0: correctly from the tennis info that I definitely know and didn't just read, <laughs> he was about to tie Rafael Nadal and Federer for Grand Slams. I think that's right. Um I, and so yeah, it was a it was a highly check that it was a highly anticipated oh,
1: sure. if he was going to be back appearance. That's right. right. That's right.
0: Um so now they lose him, the marquee player for this. And it's again, like you said, warm, a young healthy person yes
1: who has this crazy belief that somehow he might be able to fight off this virus with his natural sort of <sighs> yes. antibodies and j- developing a natural immunity go f- because you know yeah if you don't get the, if you don't get it that's it
0: i just i just don't think he's endangering anybody
1: i don't think so either
0: but here we are all right we're closing with food and drink please as we always should what- i read on life hacker the best ways to filth up your dirty martini A dirty martini is my favorite drink. I know
1: it is. It's also our friend Eliana's. She loves a dirty martini. Not right now, but she loves it. I feel like
0: she and I, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. So best ways to dirty up your martini, there's obviously the normal, which is olive brine. But then they suggest pickle brine. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about this?
1: No. The answer is no to brine. I'm not a dirty martini person. I'm a purist. So uh, I understand it, though. I get it. But I feel like people who want... And this is, this is no, this is, this is, I'm not, I, I, it's not a. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. You, you it's know, fine. what I'm looking for here. I don't mean to offend anybody who, who likes. It's good. Know, it's good. I'm cool. Dirty I'm cool. martinis. But I, I used to say this in my, in my, my, you know, talk about my book, Vodka, mm-hmm. which still on Amazon, by the way. Vodka was all I used to say was for people who didn't like to taste alcohol in their alcohol. Right. Right. Because it's highly mixable. And a, in a martini, if you're having a vodka martini, it's really kind of the same idea that, you know, I mean, it's pretty flexible. And you, if you put vermouth in it, in fact, it doesn't make it that great. But there are other things you can do like adding brine. I've done the brine thing. Uh, a, a friend of mine was huge on picklebacks. You know, picklebacks right. and the kids do it. I don't know if they still do it. Do they still do it? Uh, I don't even kid. know what that you know, means. Where you do a shot and then you do a, pickle, a shot of a, pickle a juice a shot of, oh. and then you take the pickle juice afterwards.
2: Um, I've never done it, but I, my mom has talked about doing it. So. Oh, <laughs> Mom oh, knows. Wow. <laughs> there you have down. it. There you have down. it. That's
1: what I get for saying kids. Yes, that old. Uh, and, uh, but, and it's like, okay, I get it. And, 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 you know, the brine is full of healthy electrolytes. Yes. Really, it's true. But it's like, oh, I didn't want to get that taste of whiskey out of my mouth. But right. if you like whiskey, then why would you, then why do you not want, to, do want to? It's the same thing. My, my friend, Derek Brown. He used to say people would – if people came up to his bar back in the day, the Columbia Room, and order a vodka drink, before he gave it to them, he used to say, you know, do you like flavored vodka? Mm-hmm. And they'd say yes. He goes, great. Let me give you this gin
2: because that's <laughs> all it is, is
1: a flavored vodka is gin. And and gin is great. And for people so – for me, a real martini is a gin martini. That's the way it was meant to be. It evolved you, from yes. the martinez. And people say, oh, I hate gin. Gin disgusting. I'm going to bet you had a horrible experience in college. We all did. And I would encourage you. To go out there and buy yourself a nice, fancy work, gin.
0: Work through your gin trauma. Yeah, work through yes. the gin.
1: That's, that's the best way to do it. You can't hide from it forever. <laughs> you Embrace can't. it like other what is, things. What is your favorite gin? Plymouth. Okay, it's a nice, clean. But it's a little bit. of I used to like Hendrix, which yes. is very cucumbery. I, love, I
0: like. I love the cucumber that's in Hendrix. You, you, and uh, you go, you're,
1: you're a you're a top shelf girl.
0: Well, I I really like gin, and I like um. Oh, good for you. Uh, Nolet. Oh, that's a very, very
1: you know, I knew that I met the Nolette family when I was there, not to name drop or anything. I can only do it here. But I
0: do like my gin martinis dirty. I I take offense at the idea that like when you order a martini at a bar and they're like vodka, gin. Oh, it's offensive. The one that is a martini. That's the one that I would like. Good for you. Even,
1: even, even there are places uh, and Michael Roman said he like, he walked out of a bar where somebody asked not G- gin or vodka, but what kind of vodka? No, no,
0: <laughs> no, no. So no, no. how do
1: you like your martini?
0: So me. I like mine very dirty with olive brine and blue and, cheese and stuffed olives. And vermouth with vermouth as yes. well. And blue cheese stuffed olives.
1: That's a meal. Yeah. You're having a meal. You don't even need to eat anything with that. It's like have,
0: it's all in one. The best place to be for this is somewhere like... Old Ebbets, yeah. or the, the Palm. palm. Yes. you want to be you want to be in a steakhouse environment.
1: Yes, when yeah. you have one you of these, do steak and martinis a great it's, thing? we wine, but steak.
0: And it's actually a it's a ritual for me after I have a baby because I haven't been able to drink oh. martinis to go out in the first couple of months to somewhere with wood, deep mahogany yes. paneling everywhere, and have. A very strong drink oh, that's and have my, my perfect dirty martini. I've done it at Old Ebbets. I've done it at the Palm. This year I did it at the uh, the Union League in Philadelphia. So Fairy. in the Christmas decorated old school very library nice. of the, the Union League oh, in Philadelphia. And I bet it was a good martini. It was great.
1: Okay. So if people want to know how I like my martini, and I will make this for you. Both of you ladies, one day, which is, and I've made it for you, I believe. Right. I don't know if I made it for your sure. way because I do, I know you like yours dirty. No, but, you, you have and made, and I can accommodate.
0: I know you made one for me. Uh, it was my last hurrah before I was ah, pregnant. Yes,
1: that's right. <laughs> so, what I do is Plymouth gin. It's very important to use uh, vermouth in the gin because it, you know, yes. it, 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 gentrify, it, it makes it, su- it makes it more subtle and it takes the edge off. You need to get a really good vermouth like Dolan, but there's plenty of great, interesting vermouths out right. there. Not Martini and Rossi, but something above that. And my ratio is 3 to 1. Okay. You want to taste it. Some people go less. Some people go 2 to 1, 1 to 1, which is crazy. But I'll do 3 to 1. And then stir it ice cold with ice. There are some people, for example, I know this our, our friend uh, Andy Ferguson tells me, Nick Eberstadt, for example, he prefers a, a martini where it's, everything is in the freezer. Everything is frozen already, yeah. cold. So the ice, like uh, the, the glasses and the gin and the remove, everything's in the freezer so that you just pop it out. You don't need any ice. But you realize when you have no ice... It doesn't water it down. It's insanely strong. Right, right. I mean, it's really insanely I like strong. Mine,
0: I like when there's a little sheen of ice on the top. Oh, yes. Like, you yeah, can't sure, ice sure, skate sure. on it. You're definitely going to no. fall through and die if you tried that. But there's,
1: like, a little sheen. Just a little bit. And and so three to one with a dash of orange bitters. Ooh. And it opens things up. You can have it with a twist or you can have it with an olive. That's how I like it. Are, are you a, a, a martini person, Alex?
2: Not a – well, I love gin. Martinis are very strong. Yes. I am weak. Martinis are very strong. I'm more of a gin and tonic gal, and I love Hendrix. Yeah,
1: I, I I used to feel I remember martinis were very strong when I first was drinking martinis many many years ago. And and uh, my and our friend Andy's advice was. Just get through the first one. Yeah, get just,
0: yes, get stronger. Just, that's all. That's all you have just to do. Just work through it. So that's that's it. what. That's what we're going to continue to do. I will have a non-dirty martini the next time I come to your house. You can make me the signature, and I will report back to everybody. My
1: favorite Christmas present is uh, Kate got me a glass pitcher, so not the shaker, not a Boston shaker, right. stainless steel, which is a little clunky when you stir it, but a glass one. And if you're stirring a martini in it, it's so smooth, and the result it was like silk.
0: Nice, it was like silk. nice. When I make when I used to make it before, I could afford. Decent gen It's just like drinking a cup of like gasoline and Christmas trees. It's like. <laughs> ah. Very. And then you windy. smell like it for yes. hours.
1: Yeah. It comes out of your pores the next day too. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm Mary Catherine Ham. You can follow me at MK Hammer, where I'm mouthing off a little bit more these days so you guys can tune in for that uh maybe that's my new year's resolution is just to be more be more, more on twitter and then i'm at mk hammer time on instagram thank you so much for listening oh you should subscribe you should review us you should do all the things Please. You, should, you and should tell really your friends tell your friends give us five stars because that's an awesome number uh and we appreciate you guys being here this has been a nebulous media podcast